0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cow Daily. Uh, We're just going to do a bit of a roundup and also a little bit on a variety of other stuff. Um, Let me know if you're about in the comments, as usual. Um, I'm just going to mention this now. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for us. This, there's obviously, as you know, um, things are going on with Scrappy, and I don't really want to talk about it at the moment because I might choke up. And got a job to do, so here we are, turning up, doing the job. So that's why I'm just mentioning it from the off. Um, Yeah, it's a tough old time for her, especially after what's happened with DJ recently. But onwards we go. In the time on a tradition, if you want to support our work, go to patron.com forward slash Daily. That's patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. Also link in the description for PayPal if you want to support our work with a one-off donation. Thank you very much. Also, if you could share the stream, let people know we're on, that'd be great. Also, if you're here, um, if you could like the stream and do all that cool stuff, that'll be very much appreciated. Um, Just bear with us. Morning, Zoe. Nice to see you, man. Hello, Leon, as well. Good to see you. Leon's saying, can we laugh at Trump? Lost a civil case over defamation without skipping a beat. He goes on a media tour, repeatedly defaming the same person. Pfft just absolute rotter any. but that you would expect nothing less um i mean i think between him and boris johnson i think the impact that that's having on society but just not, not just society on people in general like young people i worry what this generation's gonna be like when they've got people like andrew tate and these knobs as their role models it's like i don't even think we're seeing the impact of it man Absolutely ridiculous, but that's what social engineers like Steve Bannon want. Simple as that. That was interesting that Zach mentioned Bannon yesterday. Switched on. I like it. Let us know what you thought of the Green Party this week. Um, decided to give them a crack, take the local view from Nick Hartley, and um obviously the national view from Zach, the deputy leader. I like them personally, like them as 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 men. Simple as that, that goes a long way for me, but I'm interested what you think. Carlos is in, nice to see you, E. Joanne, indeed. Jez Hunt's about, nice to see you, brother. Morning. Who else? That's who was a boot. Let me know if you're a boot in the comments, chaps. There are a few little bits, bits and bobs. Um, so yeah, let's crack straight on. There's one here, hold on a minute, there's one here, right, that I just wanted to drop in. There's a few bits on COVID, which I think were interesting little snibblings. I've actually invited a um, person on and we're trying to sort it out. Um, some Somebody called Lisa, who runs Safe Education for All, which is a campaign to get mitigations like filter systems in schools. I think it's something that we need to keep our foot on the gas about. Because let's have it right. If, if we're not doing it, who is doing it? So we've got to, we've got to do it. So we're going to link up with people like Lisa and others, and see what we're going to do from there. Just bear with us. This was interesting. I found, and it's um from Independent Sage. Remember them. <laughs> <laughs> And this is Professor Danny Altman. There's a clip from their most recent meeting, I believe. And just, a, I think, a lot of uncertainty amongst long COVID researchers at the moment in the UK that all of that kind of first tranche of um, research funding is kind of drawing to a close now. And, you know, shock, horror, it hasn't all been solved in the last two years. I mean, we now need the really big studies to carry on. And it's not really clear that there's enormous buy-in to, to more long COVID studies. So I'll, I'll leave it there, but that, that, those are my kind of Long COVID news flashes. Oh, that's, Thanks. That's Danny. quite worrying. So, I mean, in in the understatement of the year, and this is the thing with like that kind of twee response. Well, that's kind of worrying. They're removing long COVID funding. Why do you think that is? I mean, that makes no sense considering 1.9 million people at, at the last count, are, so of the UK population has long COVID. We, talked, we brought it up with uh, Zach yesterday, didn't we? So, <laughs> removing the funding. What is going on, man? What's going on? Absolutely just out of its goddamn mind. So, there's a few other bits and bobs that I want to show you. Just bear with us. Should hopefully be on the screen. So, this is about, um, you know, if you've been here a while, you'll know that um, repeat COVID infections can trigger all manner of stuff. And I thought this was interesting. Hidden rise in blood clot deaths breaking families warns charity. Concern has been raised by Thrombosis UK, which said it was costing thousands of lives across the country. Uh, From Wales Online, hidden rise in blood clot deaths breaking families. Interesting. What did it go on to say? Vital information gathered about a serious condition is still not being published three years after the start of the COVID pandemic. Thrombosis UK has warned that deaths involving blood clots are higher than expected. Before the pandemic, hate hospitals were regularly publishing data on the number of patients who had been risk assessed for blood clots in March 2020. The NHS in England took the decision to suspend the data collection on venous thrombombolism. Data from the NHS shows that 14,846 people aged 19 or over died in England from a VTE in 2021-22. In 2019-20, this figure stood at 12,457. Thrombosis UK chief, chief Executive Joe Jerome said the hidden crisis breaking families and costing thousands of lives around the country. Um, another thing that I just want to pull up here. Just bear with me. Is it on the screen? Sure is. From Dr. Deir Sharma on the Twitter. Iris damage due to recurrent shingles, reactivation of chickenpox virus in the eye. The iris illumination defects now show light reflecting back through the iris due to loss of iris pigment. There's a picture on the screen for audio people if you want to see, which looks more than a bit interesting. Um. Absolutely shit. And, um, obviously as you know, I had shingles for a year, repeat infections, I still haven't been able to afford a antibodies test, but I'm pretty sure repeat COVID infections lowered my immune system and led to that. And, um, I was lucky, you know, I spoke to my friend Shanley and she had it in around the eye and, um, I was fortunate that didn't happen. It was bad enough for my body, but as you can see, it can lead to blindness and all kinds of stuff. Let us know in the comments, why do you think, why do you think the COVID, long COVID funding has been pulled and why do you think these are things are happening? I mean, the thing is, right, there's a discourse between people, like, let's call, say anti-vax, vax, people. I just forget all that noise, but people who have strong opinions on those things and surely, for the interest of societal cohesion would want to have studies just so we can figure that out. Not to mention people's health. What it seems to me, I mean why could we think any different, is that there seems to be a bit of a uh, carpet sweeping exercise going on. Like are we're we not trying to link any kind of rationalism to medical outcomes now is has politics so infected the public health discourse and the way public health is now de- delivered like this that it's just like defund anything that's bad for business because if it is <laughs> the battle's only just beginning jesus if that's what's happening i mean you know that's fucking eugenics man <laughs> like, you know, that is like, right, we're just going to just let this happen. Any one of us could die, man. It's ridiculous. Like, we talk about filter systems, and people need to realize, right, that it's not just like people that you can throw away, like clinically extremely vulnerable people. That's what they think, at least. Everybody can get hit with this. Everybody. And I see the majority of people just running around like this isn't happening. What can you say? Just started flagging it up, and I'm going to keep flagging it up. And then that's not popular because it's the taboos. Welcome to the taboo show. Welcome. Enjoy. So, anyway, moving forth. Honestly, man, like the situation at the minute is a madness. But that's life, in it. That's what's going on in this world. So, anyway, let's have a look at this. More Labour Party stuff. It's from Squawk Box. Get on that stream immediately. There we go. So what's he saying? Labour MP reports frontbencher to the Met Police for sexual assault. No action taken from Starmer. What? Keir Starmer's record in action in the face of serious allegations against Labour right-wingers continues. A female Labour MP has reported a current member of Keir Starmer's shadow ministerial team to the Metropolitan Police for a sexual assault alleged to have taken place in July 2021. Tortoise News has reported neither the victim nor the offender was named in the report. The woman MP also informed party whips and raised concerns about a wider pattern of behaviour among Starmer's MPs. So far, Keir Starmer has not suspended any member of this front bench, forcing female MPs to continue to work, knownly or unknownly, with an alleged sex offender. This continues Stormer's appalling record, despite his boast to the contrary when it comes to protecting women. Yesterday, news emerged that Labour has let a sex pest senior staffer keep his job with a final warning, despite two separate investigations. The party's own and an independent parliamentary probe finding that he groped an intern 20 years his junior after keeping the complainant waiting three years for an outcome, Politico has reported. The victim of that assault has also said that sexual harassment is rife in Starmer's party and that this had driven her determination to pursue the case. Fair play. The pattern of behaviour does not only apply to the sexual misconduct of right-wing Labour MPs. The party leader has a horrific record of inaction against alleged sexual offence, blah, blah, blah. We've spoken about all that before on the show and for the purposes of today. I'm not going to go deeper into that, but if you want to know more, look at previous shows. (sighs) What do you do with that? I mean, we've done a show on what happen, happened and continues to happen with Absana Begum. I'm sure it mentions that later in the article. That one there. The whole party is an absolute basket case. And still this morning, we're having absolute Stockholm Syndrome, Labour lifers trying to give it nine out about the Green Party. Absolutely mad. We'll be t- <laughs> like, I'm not with the Green Party, right? But as soon as you try to launch into us that I am or something. I'd rather have them any day of the week running anything that anybody connected to Labour Party 2023. Facts. So, away you go. I'm trying desperately not to lose me shit today. If you weren't here from the top of the show, it's not looking good for Scrappy. So I'm just like getting through this, hopefully not bursting into tears, and I'm not going to try and like lose me shit. And project all of this on to people, <laughs> anybody in fact. I'm just trying to get through a show really today. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm doing. And it might be shorter. So anyway, right, let's get to these bits. What we got. I'm just going to clean this all up here. Right, something from Question Time about water bills. Thought um Ash Sarkar was quite interesting. Um interesting that Sarkar is on question time. Let us know what you think about her. Hang on a minute. And I shall share it with you presently. Here it is. So what let us know what you think about what Sarkar is saying here.
1: Privatized water companies paid out £1.4 billion in shareholder dividends last year. And 20% of And that's of your...
0: analysis by the Financial Times. That's, that's not that's that's from analysis the
1: analysis from the FT. And 20% of your water bill is going towards shareholder profits and managing the debt for those privatized companies. Does that seem like a good use of your money? Do you feel you're getting good value for your money? Would you rather that money was going into fixing the infrastructure? Yes. While while these companies remain in private hands, there's no incentive for them to do it. There is simply no incentive. So Southern Water is mostly owned by an Australian investment firm, and it's partially owned by the American mega bank, J.P. Morgan. So your water bills are going towards making foreign corporations rich, and because they are so fabulously rich. They can just eat up whatever fine the government decides to levy them with. And while it would be very satisfying to see some of these CEOs in jail, and I would love it personally, <laughs> what I fear is that the incentive hasn't gone away, which is you underinvest in the infrastructure, you let it crumble, because you know, you don't live there. You live in Manhattan or somewhere gorgeous. You don't have to worry about the sea in Bexhill. And instead, the incentive is to extract money from the system that could go towards fixing infrastructure and you put it towards shareholder dividends. It makes financial sense at this point to bring this industry back into state control so all of the money can go towards fixing the problems. And of course. The Tories don't really want to do that. They only nationalise things at the last possible minute, as they have with the Trans Pennine Express. But what confuses me is that Labour aren't committing to it either when it would save so much public money. And it would mean that these problems would get fixed because you guys would be democratically accountable. You're not in Australia. You're not in Wall Street. You're right here where we can see you. Why not nationalise? So, privatise water companies.
0: Stop that. Big up Ash Sarkar there. Interesting. Did you see Thangam Debonair, the M- current MP for Bristol West, at the end looking like a ghoul? They're making know it's ghouling it up. I did. Anyway, this is what her response was. It's short, but it's certainly not sweet. Debonair.
1: The cost of repaying them is astronomical. And I don't want to spend taxpayers' money on that when I know that taxpayers are telling me that they want the money spending on our hospitals, on our schools, on our potholes, as we discussed earlier.
0: Oh, fuck off. Absolutely just fuck off. These people, man, absolute shitbags. Even that Tories got the the, the look of the nation and they're, they're virtually <laughs> totally responsible for all this. So it says on Sol Staniforth's tweet here, Labour thank, I'm Debonair, says the next Labour government won't take our failed privatised water industry into public ownership because of the cost. Why not issue bonds? But then, of course, cost is simply an excuse to mask the Labour rights, ideolog- ideological opposition to public ownership. Big up Sol Staniforth, as ever. Something I just want to point out, and it ties in with a hell of a lot of what we've been talking about this week with the Greens. So I'll just put pull this slide up, right? See if I can find the right one. It's from the Green stuff. So we're going to fly through all the Green stuff, yeah. Bristol West, that's Debonair, right? The person you've just seen there. The, the person who is just... Uh, let's not get into this, because... As I said, we're dealing with scrappy stuff at home, and I, I'm upset, and I don't want to just start raging today. <laughs> I don't. But let's turn this into a positive. Bristol West general election prediction as at 9th of the 5th, 2023. Greens, 46.6%, 21.7% up. Labour, 42.5%, that's Thangam Debonair, 198 So it's very tight, as Nick Hartley pointed out quite rightly this week. So instead of us just sitting and railing against this stuff, right? Debonair has spoke fully, Labour. They're not going to do anything about the waterways. I saw this morning, Fergal Sharky, 80s pop star, has been brilliant on this, right? And he said that like there's only been two waterways which have been safe to swim in up to this week, right? The rest of them full of shit, literally. <laughs> and... Both of those like supposedly clean waterways have no swimming signs up today. There's nowhere today in England and Wales that's safe to swim in. Wild swimming is done. Waterways are all polluted. So Thangam Debonair's doing the whole taxpayers' money thing, da-da-da. Fuck your potholes. We don't want kids drinking shit when they're trying to swim. You'd think it was a prerequisite for a half-decent country. Why on earth? Is this being allowed to fly? And it shouldn't. So what I'm saying, you you good people, is here's, here's one of the things we could all mob up and do. And it doesn't just have to be the Greens. It could be target seats. Get out there and do everything we possibly can to get the Greens in in Bristol West and remove ghouls like Debonair from public life. None of these people at all should be anywhere near public office sitting there, giving it the taxpayers' money shit. We want you to spend taxpayers' money so our children do not drink shit out of waterways when they're swimming. That's it. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Anyway, we'll take some comments before I lose my shit. James is saying, don't lose your shit. You do the Labour diehards will never change. They have some sort of nostalgic reason for voting Labour because their great grandparents did. Brother, before we gone with your comment, so did mine. My granddad helped build the party in the northeast. He'd be spinning like a centrifuge in his grave now, saying this and with anybody voting for this shit. <laughs> Simple as that. It's an absolute disgrace on our grandparents' names, and these absolute dickheads need to get the fuck off our social media. But anyway. However, if those great grandparents were still out today, their heads would be rolling. This is not the Socialist Party again. I didn't read that, but you're quite right. It once was. It's a shame Labour has stabbed the left leaning in the back, let them lose their shit in the comments because they know Green is on the rise. True story. And I really feel like um, tactically we need to get behind them and um, go to bat on their behalf. I mean, to be honest, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what my main motivation is, and it's revenge. And I want to do that in positive and productive ways. We've done, well, it'll still continue to a degree, but there's a bank of evidence about the Labour Party, which I I do continue to share with the Labour right-wing trolls. Um, And it's not about them. It's about like people who might be on the fence from not actually keeping up with things and they can click on it and it's right there, but we need to move forwards at the positivity now because we'll drive ourselves mad. So a lot of this was about like giving the Greens a chance, like getting them on the platform and seeing what they're about and I'm impressed. I think they're decent people, and that's half the battle for me. The two lads I spoke to, I can't speak for anybody else. Just take them as I found them. So I would like people like them. I'd certainly prefer Carla Denia to be the MP for Bristol West than that fucking ghoul Thangam Debonair. I mean, just looking at how she's acted over the last few years. What a fucking dial. But anyway, take some more comments, and we shall see. Jez is saying because they don't give a toss, it doesn't make headlines, therefore it's irrelevant and it points to the government's feelings on COVID. Why would they fund that? It's obviously talking about the long COVID study first. True, but that, this is the thing. I mean, they're supposed to be um, elected to look out for us. We know when they're not. I'm not naive, but <laughs> I'm not into this bloody denialism that's coming. Like the The evidence is clear and it's disgusting that people are just being like, Left to go to work. Where's the fucking unions as well? Like, I just. Joanne's saying most people I know are just shrugging it off. Well, they're not going to be able to because it'll eventually get them. It's going to, like, repeat infections pull forward, end of life. Fact. Fucking fact. Good people we know in hospital. Like, one lad here. Charla, absolute hero, work throughout the pandemic throughout the lockdowns, pandemic's still going on. Even I'm getting, getting this mixed up and he's in the hospital. I'm really sorry you're there, brother. It's like, I mean, what Charles saying, fun pulled pull because they've stolen all the money and there's not left for anything. They don't care if people can eat genocide, probably all they can afford, kill the poor seems to be, seems to be. And it's not just the, like the, the, the right who are doing it do you see anybody stepping up to like actually talk rationally about this stuff? I tried my best yesterday with the greens. I didn't, that was the one answer I didn't like, but at the same time, (laughs) that's a starting point. Like the passage of history has, um, a, a habit of dissolving away preconceptions, let's say. So every day, every day, the evidence is clearer and clearer. Carlos is saying, why are they suspending studies? They are allowing the sick to fend for themselves, take away help and die out of sight. Removes a financial liability and probably an opposition voter from the population. It's very, you know, what it isn't. I mean, as I was saying yesterday to Zach, um, it's, you talk about privilege. It's working class people are being hit, more so by this. Simple as that. <sighs> Joanne's saying, poor Scrappy, love for Scrappy. Defo. For real. I'm gonna close the show because um I need to go and just be and just think it's crap he's not here. He's coming home and I think this is the last weekend we'll spend together and we partners currently in the vets, but the scan doesn't it doesn't look good. So I'm hoping that um we'll get a crumb of hope, but I'm prepared. Yeah, I had Zeb out walking this morning and I was just crying for an hour walking stopping and, and crying again, when you would think, um, the reason being obviously he's much loved, he's a friend, but when my friend Brian died, um, I went like really catatonic and I was just laying there and I just wouldn't move. And he came over and put his head on me forehead and uh, without him, I don't know what I would have done. He like woke us back up. Yeah, I'm going to miss him, man. <laughs> right, I'll see you later. I'll try getting through this and I'll try my best. See you later.